Welcome to Your Lot and Parcel Podcast with your host, Benjamin Diaz, designed strictly for you, the consumer. You will find that this platform has your best interests at heart. Hello, this is Benjamin Diaz, your host. Did you know that your credit score is inextricably connected to your pocketbook? No question about it. When you apply for a mortgage, when purchasing or leasing a vehicle, or even when applying for a new job. In a few minutes, we're going to be discussing these points with Tara Altarete from Money Management International, where she discusses how this organization can help you to improve your credit standing. However, let me share some information about these three major credit bureaus. What are they and how does it work? Generally speaking, there are three major credit bureaus. We know them to be TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. What are they? Simply put, these are depositories where merchants submit their information on customers for the purpose of rating their creditworthiness. Incidentally, merchants are not mandated to report to these depositories. However, it is a cooperation of courtesy among themselves. Now, this was conceptualized in 1803, incidentally, where British tailors would occasionally or regularly get together to share information on customers that were slow in paying or not paying at all. So you can see it was a matter of economic survival for these tailors. As you would have it, the entrepreneurial spirit has always been alive and well. There was an opportunity for someone to capitalize on this concept of gathering information for merchants. So in 1826, the Manchester Guardian Society, which would later become Experian, began to issue a newsletter every month with information of consumers not satisfying their debt in a timely fashion. So, so much for the rights of privacy back in the 19th century. Subsequently, in the year 1899 in Atlanta, Georgia, another entrepreneur founded the company by the name of Retail Credit Company, which would eventually would become Equifax. Later, 1969, TransUnion Credit Bureau appeared. Credit bureaus cement a lot of information into the, their depositories, so much so that in 1956, an engineer by the name of William Fair and a mathematician by the name of Earl Isaac developed a scoring system, an algorithm, in short, which incidentally is proprietary. Thus, the acronym FICO, Fair Isaac Corporation. And often you will hear lenders referring to your score as a FICO credit or FICO score. The FICO score is similar to adding all the accumulated grades of a school student and dividing that figure by the number of grades awarded to that student, often called as the GPA, the grade point average. The same principle applies with credit bureaus. And of course I can tell you much more, but believe me, I don't want to develop a migraine. Therefore, let's invite our guest today. She has an extensive background in finance. Currently, she's a director of education and community relations for Money Management International. 
Let's invite Tara Alderete. Welcome to the show, Tara. I want to thank you for giving us your time to discuss how important credit is for the consumer. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm very sure there's a lot of listeners wondering, wondering whether this is a credit repair company. Can you, can you respond to that, Tara? Yes, I can. Um, first of all, and thank you for having me on. So MMI, Money Management International, is not a credit repair organization. We are a 501c3 nonprofit credit counseling and housing organization. Um, and so uh, what we're designed to do is help clients achieve financial success and overcome their obstacles. And so if we do that with a debt management plan, we're actually providing consumer education um, that's needed to be able to, to build a workable budget and get out of debt and stay out of debt. There you go. Can I ask, uh, why not use a credit repair company? Uh, is there any caveats that you might share with us? Well, in, in a lot of cases, credit repair organizations are, um, in a lot of cases, they're charging money for things that, frankly, you could do yourself, right? So the goal is not really just to sort of pay someone to fix your credit. The goal is to relearn the behaviors that got you where you are in the first place, right? So if we're being honest with ourselves, if we're in a situation where our credit needs a little bit of help, um, we probably didn't get there overnight. So it's really about sort of reshaping our behaviors and our spending habits so that we're on the trajectory to financial wellness and health um, for the long term. There you go. Good. Very good. So uh, credit counseling. Tell us, uh, how does it work, uh, Tara? Well, the credit counseling session is wonderful. And I always think about this as the best place to start if you're not sure uh, where you are with your financial situation and in your financial journey. So you contact MMI um, to schedule a credit counseling session, and you can do this either by phone or online or in person where it's available. Of course, right now we've suspended that for COVID. Um, and then you'll schedule the session and meet with a counselor. It takes about 60 minutes in such a fantastic discussion. discussion. So what you'll do is work with this counselor to identify financial goals, um, build a workable, realistic budget, you know, identify your income and your expenses, and then go over resources that might help you to achieve those goals. Um, and then at the end of the counseling session, you leave with a workable action plan that you and your counselor have put together, as well as the budget. And so it's a great jumping off point um, for talking about other financial goals and what you might need to do in the future, um, really designed to give you the education that you need to make the best choice for you going forward. Yes, very good. The uh, credit score, of course, it's, uh, it is the passport for competitive interest rates when you want to acquire a mortgage or a vehicle. How does that work as far as score, scores are concerned? Uh, can you give us an idea what would be the, the, the objective you would want for a score? Sure. So you're right. Um, when it comes to good rates and financing and so many other things too, uh, credit really and positive scores is the name of the game. And so there are a few different scoring models out there. Um, probably the most common one is the FICO score. And so this ranges from 300 to 850. And, uh, you know, 
it's kind of a range there, right? But ideally, I think a sort of a quote unquote good score might be considered somewhere around the 700 range. Yeah. Um, and so there are different things that affect your credit score, but of course, uh, the higher your score, the better rates you're gonna get, the better offers you're gonna get, and also, um, different things that your credit can affect you. So, you know, from down payments to insurance rates to even sometimes employment is all determined based on your credit score. So yeah, it's very important. Yeah. You know, when you review your credit report, you know, sometimes there, there, there's a, a section there for derogatory um, credit there. How long does that stay on your credit report? Some may be thinking. Yeah, so a derogatory mark will stay on your credit report seven to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Seven to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess um, as far as bankruptcies, I, I know they stay there for a long time, but do credit, uh, about in credit, uh, credit inquiries, uh, do they have an impact? So they do. A credit inquiry does have an impact on your score, um, although it's a, it's a small impact. So it's about 10% of your overall score. And we do differentiate between a soft inquiry and a hard inquiry, right? So a soft inquiry might be something like you checking your own credit, and that is not going to affect your score. But a hard inquiry would happen when you um, you know, when a, a potential lender checks your credit because you're applying for a loan. And so that will affect your score about 10% of your overall score. Yeah, very good. Now I've seen credit reports with um, judgments, collections, even a bankruptcy. Can, can you uh, tell us a little bit of how uh, your services can give us advisement on those issues? Absolutely. So, you know, everybody has a different situation. And so one of the most important things is really just looking at that credit report and seeing what it says about you. And it's so funny, you know, so many times we'll talk to people and they'll say, gosh, I know that probably there's some information on my credit report that's not good. I just don't want to look because I know it's not good. Right. So, but, you know, always taking a look at what's on there is the very first step. And so then you can address it. And so whether it's missed payments, um, late payments, bankruptcies, delinquencies, anything like that, um, the idea is to formulate a plan to make sure that you're dealing with things on your credit report that are yours, but not good. And then also disputing any inaccurate items you may see. So even if it's something like a bankruptcy or a judgment, um, the idea is to work with the creditor if you possibly can and sort of take the steps to get on track with that debt so that, you know, over time, you're, you're sort of doing the right thing and building your credit score up. Very good. You know, the, uh, I read a report not too long ago that 25% or more in a consumer's credit report, you will find errors. Yes. So that's, a, that's a good idea, you know, to make sure what your credit report looks like, review it, uh, and make sure that uh, we can eliminate those. Uh, as far as judgments, um, uh, you know, when we speak about mortgages and so forth, uh, th there are some, uh, some answers to that. Uh, collections as well. Government-insured loans, uh, they don't require you to. They're very lenient when it comes to collections and that sort of thing. So when you have these things, uh, and with your help, the consumer can really get into the fast track of acquiring a home because often that's the uh, the objective is to acquire a home. <clears throat> and um, so if um, 
By the way, is there, is there a contrast to be made uh, on the types of credit, incidentally? Yeah, so there are several different types of credit. And when we think about our credit score, actually, um, the types of credit will affect a portion of your credit score as well. So, you know, there's um, revolving credit and secured credit. But then, you know, we think about credit as it's, as it's given by lenders, right? So credit cards, auto loans, mortgages, uh, student loans, private loans, these are all different types of credit. And so the important thing, regardless of the type of credit that we're talking about though, is to make sure that you look at your overall financial situation, understand the terms of the credit that you're applying for or agreeing to, and then make sure that you've got a workable budget to be able to support um, effectively managing the credit, you know, the credit relationship that you've, that you've gotten into. Um, but yeah, there are different types of credit and how well you manage all those different types of credit does affect your score as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, department store uh, credit, uh, many times, you know, they'll give you an incentive, you know, you'll get rewards of 2% or what have you. you. You look at that and you look at a major credit card which of the two would you say is more favorable to build up our credit, Tara? That's a good question. Um, and really, any any credit card or any credit line that is reporting regular payments to the credit reporting agencies is going to help affect your score. Um, so it's important if you're trying to build your credit up to check with that lender or that credit card and just make sure that they are reporting um, to one of the three major credit bureaus or more than one. It's uh, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, and then that way your on-time payments are being reported and helping you build that positive credit history over time, regardless of the type of product. There you go. Good, so it takes a little bit of research, a little bit of homework. Does uh, MMI have a relationship with major credit uh, corporations to where you can negotiate better terms, Tara? We do. So through our debt management plans, we're able to work with many creditors to, uh, to negotiate terms. To, and the idea is to help consumers get paid out of debt within three to five years. So this is a really wonderful service. If you do one of those credit counseling sessions and you find that you have some debt that's a little bit overwhelming um, and you just can't seem to sort of go it on your own as far as making a dent and paying it off. One of our debt management plans can help you do that. And one of the key aspects is us being able to work with those creditors to lower interest rates and fees and things like that so that you yeah. are paid completely out of debt in three to five years. And also getting the education that you need along the way, as I was talking about earlier, to make sure that you are on the trajectory for financial health and wellness over the long term. Yes, very good. How about, how about uh, do you deal with doctors and and um, unsecured creditors. Yes, so we can negotiate with um, a variety of different organizations and creditors. So like I said, probably the, the most important and first step is to schedule one of those counseling sessions to kind of get an idea of, uh, work with the counselor and get an idea of what your debts are and what you're looking at, and then let the counselor take it from there. But yes, we've got relationships with many, many different types of creditors where we can help you. Yes, I noticed that you have a form online. That uh, is, is that uh, how you begin the the uh, the plan uh, by filling out that form. 
online? Yes. So you can just visit our website. It's uh, moneymanagement.org. And if you look for services, under services, you're looking for credit counseling. And so if you click on that, you'll be taken to an online form and you can complete the process right there or start the process right there. I'm sorry. You know, uh, um, I know you have many counselors and, and, and uh, uh, available to, to assess credit counselors. Uh, do you have a positive uh, uh, outcome of a, that you can uh, relate to us of, uh, of the benefits of someone that benefited, I should say? I do. Okay. I do. And you know, so it's hard because there are so many positive stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I know. And it, you know, <laughs> but the one that I wanted to share with you, um, it's, it's a client who she was having some anxiety. She was getting ready to turn 40 years old. Um, one of the things that stands out about this client though, she's a, she's a college professor with a PhD. Um, she is actually set to pay off $32,000 in about three and a half years on a debt management plan. And I, and I love this story. I love this success story because I think oftentimes, you know, when we talk about money and finances, there's kind of this idea that, well, you know, if you attain a certain level of education or you're making a certain amount of money, then financial problems aren't going to affect you. Um, and it's just not true. At the end of the day, regardless of income or status or anything else, all of us need help in managing our finances from time to time. And so this story that I'm talking about here, you know, this client just sort of was going back and forth throughout her life using credit cards to fill a void, to fill a gap. If anything happened, she was kind of engaging in some retail therapy. Um, had paid off debt and gotten into more debt. And then finally was looking at 40 years old saying, what am I doing? And reached out to us and said, I really need some education and help because this is, um, it's, it's pushing its way into my health and well-being. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're set to help her pay off uh, over, you know, $32,000 in three and a half years. So I love it. I'm excited about it. And it's just one of those positive stories that we have to share. We are visiting with Tara Alderete from Money Management International, and she is sharing some powerful stuff in how we can ameliorate our credit standing. That's great. That's great. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Some may be thinking, that, well, should I should I uh, close this one credit card and just keep uh, certain ones? How, how does that affect my credit if I was to close out some credit cards, Tara? Yeah, that's a great question. And we hear that often. So what we typically recommend is not opening or closing accounts unnecessarily, but instead managing the credit that you have. And the reason for that is, like I said earlier, your credit score is made up of a few different factors, five to be exact, different factors. And one of those is um, utilization, right? So how much of my available credit am I utilizing? And so sometimes people think, well, if I just open accounts, I'll have more available credit, or if I close accounts, it'll sort of look favorably. Um, but we recommend just managing what you have because those strategies could backfire on you. So. Mm -hmm that's sort of the, the best thing to do is just effectively manage what you've got. Yeah. So the, the, the idea is to have low balances and a high uh, line of credit. Is that correct? That's right. Your utilization is going to affect 30% of your overall score. So the yeah. idea, um, if you can keep that at 30%, 
that's mm -hmm. ideal. If not, you want to shoot for 50. But yes, the name of the game is keep those balances low. That would be ideal. Yes. Very good. Because I, I, I've noticed that in my personal uh, credit cards, uh, you know, you just, just want to keep those balances real low, real low. That's right. And yeah, even better, if you can get in a situation where you're paying the balance in full every month, then yeah. you're receiving the benefits of those credit cards, whether it's rewards or something else, but you're not paying any additional money in interest and you're building a positive credit history. So if you're able to build a workable budget where you're paying your balance in full each month, that's really the ideal situation. And a credit card is always essential. I mean, you, you try and rent a car without a credit card, you know? <laughs> it's That's almost impossible. Right. It's That's almost right. Impossible. So it's, uh, it's, it's essential. But if, if you have the discipline and the control to keep those balances down and uh, be on top of that, uh, you're better off for it. By the way, are there any uh, fees to be incurred for your services, Tara? So our credit counseling service is absolutely free. And so, like I said, this is the best place to start if you're thinking, I wanna get my finances in order and I'm just not sure where to start. Um, that's a free session. And so um, the majority of our services are free or if there is a cost, it's very low cost. Um, and it takes into account the client's personal financial situation. But those credit counseling sessions are absolutely free of charge. And what's wonderful too, is that there are no obligation and our counselors are so wonderful. They're so understanding and kind. And most of our counselors have been there. And so they're really easy to talk to as you sort of work through your own personal situation. Yeah, very good. So they can empathize with what you're going through. Yes, and, of course. Uh, so what you're saying is, if you qualify from an income standpoint, those those fees can be waived. Is that what you're saying? Well, in some cases, right? And okay. so it's a sliding scale for our debt management plan. Um, yes. And so our counselors will work with you um, to, you know, to talk about what the rate of service for a debt management plan is, um, but then talk about your own personal situation. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, even if you're paying a fee for a debt management plan, it's much, much, much lower than you would pay in regular interest rates combined. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the idea is to get you completely paid out of debt in three to five years where we know that if you go it alone, um, even sort of doing a snowball or an avalanche method, it can sometimes take years and cost sometimes up to thousands of dollars in overall interest and fees paid. Yes, very good. And of course, uh, you always attack the uh, credit cards with the higher interest rates. Uh, get that down as, as fast as you can. Uh, right. And then you see start. momentum and it's very yeah. exciting and you just want to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, you get a rhythm going there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. How uh, geographically speaking, um, how uh, MMI can help um, these folks here that are listening, uh, are you nationwide or can you tell us on that? Yes, we are. We're nationwide. So, um, so anywhere you are, we mm -hmm. will meet you. And so the great thing about that is, like I said, you know, our sessions are done over the phone and online. Mm -hmm. And so you can visit us online or give us a call and we will sit down um, and help you through your situation no matter where you are. There you go. So uh, our listeners, how can they reach out to you, uh, Tara? Yes, so please um, check us out at www.moneymanagement.org or give us a call at 
889-9347. Very good. Very powerful stuff, Tara. And uh, I appreciate you visiting with us. And uh, it's, it's really an admirable what, what your folks are doing there. So keep up the good work. And thank you for being in our show. Uh, thanks so much for having me. You take care, Tara. Bye-bye now. Hey, listeners, if you have a specific topic you want to discuss that is germane to the real estate industry, drop me a note at yourlotandparcel.com. And now, if you will excuse me. This program has been produced by Isaac Diaz with music by Echo Foxtown. All the opinions expressed in this podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit the website yourlotandparcel.com.